Welcome to Cocktails Over Coffee, a podcast that spotlights truly inspiring individuals that have taken a leap of faith by leaving their corporate careers, otherwise known as their coffee, to pursue their passion, otherwise known as their cocktail. I'm Janae Green, and I am so excited to be here with Michael Loyade for the first episode of Cocktails Over Coffee. Thank you for being here, Michael. Thank you for having me. Cheers to the first episode. Cheers to the first episode in the new year. In the new year, in 2020. Today is truly special because Michael was one of the people that actually inspired me to leave my coffee and take on my cocktail. Yes. So that's why I thought it was only appropriate to have him for the first episode. And I think that's what's really special is that you did it at such an early stage. I feel like a lot of people will spend time in their corporate career and use it until they feel like they can't take it anymore. And what I feel like you did is you realized so early on that you were meant for more. And it was how many years after moving to New York did you? Um, so 2015. So about like a year and a half after I moved to New York. I moved to New York in 2013. That's so yeah. early. And I left in 2015. Actually, in this month, makes six years of me leaving my job because i remember we did the brunch to celebrate you leaving and that was in february yeah i only remember because i left to go to my dad's birthday dinner and we had quite a brunch it was was a boozy brunch (laughs) yeah 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 and um okay so let's start with this Mm -hmm. what was your coffee uh so my coffee was i was doing digital marketing for a uh very big retailer, American retailer. Mm. Um, so that included me waking up, going to an office, sitting in meetings, coming up with strategies to make someone else a lot of money. And at any point, was that what you wanted to do? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so I majored in marketing in college. Okay. Um, you know, I loved marketing because there was a, there was a way I could tell stories mm-hmm. and I could also um, have this business way of doing things. I love business. I love using my left brain, but I also love using my right brain. Yeah. And I needed a career. I needed a job. So marketing was like what interested me or what my, where my interests lie. Okay. Um, and then I got an internship. And then after the internship, my senior year, they offered me a job, and I was like, okay, cool. Because that's really what we're set up to think, is that we go to college, we intern, and then we have to go work full-time. Right. So you kind of have, you did what every parent's dream is. Exactly. And and that was that was mainly the driving force behind it. Were your parents. I knew, you like... You wanted to make your parents proud. Yeah, I had to make them proud. I, you know, they groomed me to believe, right. and not because they wanted anything, but just that's what they knew. They're Nigerian, yeah. they're immigrants, you yeah. know? And what they know is you can come to this country and, and, and get a good job and right. make a lot of money. Um, so they grew me to believe that, that was the, mm-hmm. those were the steps. Yeah. At what point did you realize that that was not for you? I've always known that I had big dreams, like really, really big dreams. Okay. Um, but I didn't always know that I could reach those dreams or go after mm-hmm. those dreams mainly one reason why is because i didn't see anyone around me who looked like me doing that yeah i always thought it was luck that people were able to 
like fulfill their dreams. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so I've always knew, but when I was working, I just felt so undervalued hmm. by the, by in the environment I was working in. And I felt like I wasn't helping anyone. So you felt like you were kind of wasting space in the office. In life. In life. In the world. Oh, wow. I felt like what I was committing my energy to every single day yeah. was not helping one person. And I think that was a big, like, at the time when I first moved to New York and I started working, mm-hmm. my family lived in Jersey while I was looking for an apartment in New York. Okay. So I was commuting back and forth. Got it. And I came home and my mom was like, I've never seen you this down. Hmm. And she asked me, she was like, why are you like this? And I was like, I just don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm exerting all of this energy. Yeah. It, it was a high stress job, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. There was, there was, a, there was a lot on, on the line and the stakes were high right. in everything we did. Yeah. Some millions of dollars were handling every day. Right. And I just felt like all that energy I was putting into this job wasn't helping a single soul. You weren't getting any return on your investment. No. No. So I knew that going in. Okay. And I knew that in the beginning. I think it was my first week that I was like, oh, there's there's absolutely no way I can sustain and be normal or happy doing mm-hmm. this for the rest of my life. So when did you actually know it was time to leave? So, I I think I'm, I I always think of this event when this question is asked. Okay. Um, at this company, we had a ugh, incredible sales day. Mm-hmm. Um, we made a lot of money, a mm-hmm. lot of money, and um, some of my coworkers and I we and it was around the holiday period. Okay. So some of my coworkers and I we did the math and we were like, so if they take 17 seconds worth of sales. Everybody at the company could be paid a thousand dollars as a bonus. Mm-hmm. Just so there's a meeting put on the calendar. We come into this meeting. Everyone is in great spirits. All the leadership is like, "This is amazing!" Everyone's like freaking out, so excited. And I'm like, "Yes, we're about to get paid." <laughs> That's what you thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> so. You know, they talk and they're like, you guys have worked so hard, countless hours, blah, 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 blah. As a token of our appreciation, here, pulls out a box, opens the box. Yes. And they're chocolate covered pretzels. You're lying. You're lying. But when I tell you, I was like. I'm sorry, they didn't even get you a cake. (laughs) (laughs) Like. Chocolate covered pretzels was your reward yeah. for one of the biggest sales days. And I was just like, yeah, there's no way. There's no way I could stay here. No. That was like a slap in the face. I, a, I'm offended for you. Yeah. Because up until that point, my job was just a way of me to make money and like, yeah, you know what I mean? And because I was at the me. time That's... I started pursuing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I was flirting with it. Right. You know, but that day I was just like, no, no. I can't stay here. I can't do this. And you know what I think? It was something you said that's very interesting is like management was so excited about this sales day. But I often feel like when we don't match that same excitement, we're not invested. No. We're not invested anymore. Like it's just, we're just wasting our time there because I should be that excited about whatever I'm doing. And if I'm not, right, that's like a clear indication. Yeah. It's time to do something that matters. Yeah. 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 
what led up to you leaving? Like, was there anything that you did to prepare yourself? Did you form the idea and then say in six months or in one, like, what was that process like? It was a combination of like preparing Mm -hmm. and just saying, going in blindly. Um, I have an amazing friend around that time. My friend Tavia, who Mm -hmm. you know as well, she was like, I was just talking about, I was like, I need to quit so I can do this. Yeah. She was like, well, you can stay in my place. See, that's a good friend. You know? And I think a huge um, factor in me being able to leave was Mm -hmm. the community that I had already. Yeah. That support system. The support system, you You know? You really do need that. You need that physically, like having the friend that's like, you can crash here. You need that mentally. Right. Those friends that are like, you should do this. You're capable of pursuing your passion. Like, you should be happy. I think that that is more important than people know, having that really, really good and solid support system in the process. Yeah, yeah. So that was, like, one thing I was like, okay, well, I, you know, I had a, I had a studio apartment. I was living, I was brunching every weekend. Living this, like, young New York life that we all dreamed about, and we all were just, like, it's such an important time in your life, this young New York brunching Saturday and Sunday. And Sunday. And like just traveling, going, traveling, going out three to four times a week. Yeah. Like we were just living so carelessly yeah. when we first moved here. And I knew that that was a sacrifice I was going to have to yeah. make. If I wanted to pursue this. You had to tighten up your budget. Yeah. So yeah. I moved out of my apartment, mm-hmm. put all my stuff in storage, slept on a couch for eight months. Wow. Wow. Yeah. and. Um, before I left, I made sure that, like, I was prepped in my craft Mm, as well. Okay. That leads me to my next point, and this is the exciting point. What's your cocktail? So my cocktail is I'm a actor, full-time artist, um, stage, TV, film. Amazing. And I'm a producer as well, so I've also started producing. You literally just, like, taken this... And just you, you've flourished. So what was that like when you say you wanted to make sure that you were prepped in your craft? What did you do to prepare? So while I was working, actually, um, I would get to work at eight, mm-hmm. work till six and then run to class from okay. seven to 11 and wake up and do it again the next day. So you were living that true nine to five and then five to nine. Right. Yeah. So I was studying, I was meeting people in the community I was just, like, immersing myself as much as I could Mm -hmm. in the world. And I think even being in class, I was in class with people who knew nothing else but acting. They didn't have full-time jobs. They They didn't start out the way that you started out. Right. So just just seeing that, oh, you don't have to have a salary or corporate job to survive in New York. No. There are people who, like just do this and and they make a way somehow that i think that that's the most inspiring thing is that like especially being in new york you're in a city where there's so many people just making it right and i didn't really understand that until it was time for me to like you know leave my job that i was like there's so many other people doing it and they're surviving they're surviving and thriving they're thriving they're not homeless and you know what's crazy they're happy right they're happier than those people that are waking up and going to work every single day and probably making good a money. A lot of money, yeah. They're happier than those people. When I tell you, that was the first thing I noticed. Really? I was like, yo, I am working three part-time jobs. Still have no money. Right. But I'm so happy. 
Isn't that so interesting how it's your career really affects you mentally more than you know. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to this office every single day and it's not something that sparks joy, Mm -hmm. it really does drain you. And like the way that you said you came home and your mom was like, what's going on? It affects everything else. Right. It affects your attitude towards your friends, towards the people you love, Yeah, yeah. you know, and like, is that a sacrifice we're willing to make? Are we willing to really sacrifice our happiness just to make a decent paycheck? And I know for some people, it that is the most important thing. Right. But I think that with me and with you and the people that are probably tuning in, happiness is so much more important than the paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and. You know, like I was saying, I I didn't see how the work I was doing at this company was helping anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I just heard this this woman. She said, "What what work do you do?" And she was like, "I'm this not is talking." The woman about, you worked with? No, no, no. I, I was at church, and my pastor was calling this woman. She was like, "What work do you do?" And the work that you do isn't the place that you go to every day. The work that you do is like, how are you helping people on this earth? Mm. you know yeah the real work the real work yeah and if you and if you can figure out what the what that is how yeah. you're affecting the people around you and you enjoy doing that mm-hmm. i remember i was in a play and we did the play and like months after we did the play someone on the train was like weren't you in this play about blah 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 thank you so much i've never seen myself on stage before i've never seen my story on stage before and like that would happen in so many different ways in so many different places and i can actually see how i was affecting how i was helping where i was you know you were actually leaving a little bit of a footprint right right and that's that was more i'm assuming more rewarding yeah 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 uh, yeah yeah what what have you learned since since leaving your job, mm-hmm. since pursuing acting full time, what have you learned? What would you maybe do differently mm-hmm. if you were to do it all over again? Or would you do anything differently? Do you really think that you just did it the way that? Yeah, I, I don't think I did it perfectly, but I think I did it the way it needed to be done. Yeah. What I've learned is um, Everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. whether it be quote unquote good, quote unquote bad. Yeah. Um, but being able to like, I've been able to see those moments as lessons. Yeah. Like on a chalkboard or in a textbook. Wow. Instead of like things that are happening to me and like, woe is me and like, oh, oh my God, this sucks. Mm-hmm. I've been able to see these moments. Yeah. Granted, I still have my human moments. We all do. But, we all do. But like in hindsight, I'm like, oh. This is why this happened. This is what I need to get better at. Or this is where this has led me to. Mm-hmm. You know? there have been I've been able to see life as something that's so much bigger than me. Yeah. You know? So it almost sounds like you're a little bit more aware oh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My aware... I always say that acting has saved my life. Because, you know, to be a great actor, you have to know yourself. Yeah. And I don't think before I started studying, before I started doing this work, that I truly knew who I was. Mm -hmm. So a combination of, like, immersing myself in the craft and learning that, oh, actors need to be vulnerable. Actors need to be able to, like, pull from places and their experiences and and be open about that. Right. 
but also like to be on the journey of being a successful successful actor, you can't control a lot of things. No. You can't control what jobs you get sometimes. You can't control what happens in an audition room on a stage. Right. There's work that goes into it. So there's all the, there are all these variables that you can't control. Mm-hmm. And it's really just taught me to like have patience with it all. Yeah. How have you worked on your patience? Mm-hmm. Um uh Meditation has been huge. Okay. So let's talk about mental health. Yeah. Because I think that that is something that is so important in this whole process. Yeah. Talk to me about your mental health. So I think one of the first steps I made when I did quit my job was I I knew I had to take time to really transition into mentally into Mm -hmm. this new phase in life. So I went to my parents' place in Houston and I was there for three weeks and just by happenstance, a friend of mine, James Supreme, mm-hmm. he sent me this um, meditation series that Oprah and Deepak Chopra do. Mm-hmm. And it was, that's how I was introduced to it. And I don't remember what the theme of it was, but the yes. theme was aligned with like me transitioning into this new place. Wow. So I did that and, and I just had all these epiphanies and all these thoughts about if I'm going to go into this world this if i'm going to go on this journey mm-hmm. i need to be able to give up worry i need to be able to just give up like control mm-hmm. um that is so important you know and and that's kind of how that's what's helped me all this way not that i don't worry but i i don't worry yeah you know well what's it gonna do it doesn't help you can't control anything with yeah. your worry so why stress yourself out yeah yeah, so like in the beginning, I I replaced a lot of words. Like people were like, "Oh, were you scared when you did it?" And I was like, mm, "No, I wasn't scared. I I had courage." Mm. You know, like you flipped the narrative. I flipped it. Yeah. You know, when you tell yourself, "I'm not scared. I'm courageous." You know, it's, it's, it's jumping off a cliff. Literally, you could either be scared to jump off the off the cliff, or you could really enjoy it. Right. Like Kiana in Jamaica. Exactly. <laughs> Adrenaline rush. <laughs> right. They're like, are you gonna do it or are you not? Right. When I saw it, I was like, oh yeah. You could either be petrified or you could just, or you just do enjoy it. it. You just do it. And you swim to the swim to shore, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think a big thing that I didn't realize I was doing there is I was flipping the script on a lot of what I was supposed to be. I was supposed to be scared. I was supposed to plan everything. I was supposed to do all these things. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, I was I had to quit. You had to. For my health. I had to yeah. quit for my you know? Yeah. Yeah. What is something that you would share with other people, A, that want to take this leap of faith on their own, and then B, with people who want to pursue acting in in particular? Yeah. So I would say, in general, um, it's now or never. One of my acting teachers always used to say, like, I would be up doing a scene and he'll be like, stop, 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 stop. How old are you? I was saying my age. He was like, it's time, Michael, it's time. And that only meant like he could tell that I was like hesitant, that I wasn't like going all the way, that I wasn't doing what I should do to like fulfill the needs of the scene. Wow. And when he would say that, it would just like light a fire under my butt. Like, yeah. It is time. What am I waiting for? Right. You know? Um, And for me, every time that I've, stopped hesitating Mm -hmm. things have aligned if i got tattoos anywhere in my body they would say patience and persistence i love patience for 
everything you can't control yeah and persistence with everything you can control i love that yeah i think that that is actually so important and you know you brought up a really good point it's literally now or never Mm -hmm. because why are we going to waste any more time right i mean that's the only thing we can't control is time Mm -hmm. and it's going to keep moving on without us yeah so it's like it's it's really i think that's something that people struggle with they're like okay well in a couple of years, I'll do it. Or like when I'm 40, I'll do it. Right. But it's just like, why waste any more precious time on this earth? Why? Yeah, I agree. And and, and, and what I would say to like anyone who's trying to push, pursue something as specific as acting, mm-hmm. or really, honestly, anything that you're trying to pursue, being a student of whatever that is, mm-hmm. first is important. Craft, knowing what it is the world that you're you're trying to step into the people that are involved in that world ways that you can be better whether it be a class whether it be going back to school whether it be just downloading master class yeah and and and, you know reading up on that reading articles following different people who are in that world following different pages who are who talk about that world subscribing to the industry mags or magazines the trade magazines I think immersing, that's what I did. I immersed myself fully in, in every way that I could. You kind of made yourself an expert. Yeah. Which is so important, I think, because, you know, we just talked about taking that leap and jumping off the cliff. But I think that what's really important is to be prepared to yeah. jump off. Yeah. You know, not just running aimlessly and right. just going. It's Knowing just, how to. How do you like, land how? in the water? You're not going to belly flop. Exactly. 80 feet in the air. You want to land feet down right you know so yeah. i think it's it's really important to take that time to actually learn yeah before you just launch into something right. that you know and and here's the thing because i, I didn't want to say launch into something that may not work out because it may not work out but at least you did it and at least you tried um but i think the more prepared you are the higher the chance that it'll work yeah. out i i truly think that being in touch with your gut Mm-hmm. And yeah, if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work that out. actually is it working out because it's only going to lead you to where you need to be. You're going to discover mm. something. You're going to be in a place that you never would have been in if you would have stayed so in that you're cubicle. So right. You're so you know? right. That's what life is. Yeah. I mean, we've just been, we just have roads and maps and things. But if we didn't have all these things, we would be forced to like actually find our way through with the sun, the stars. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and and, and we, have, we have to go back to that. We have to be able to and be willing to explore. Yeah. Life is not all about us just staying in one city, staying in one place. Exactly. And, you know, it's about us exploring. The world is too big. There are too many things and people and, and experiences that are open to us. To just stay put. Yeah. It's, you know, it's so, it's so important, I think, to really have that exploratory mindset when you're doing this and just taking everything as a learning opportunity. Yeah. And I think that that's something that I really adapted in this process. You know, I became really comfortable with the fact that everything was going to be a lesson. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I also, like you said, I had to get really comfortable with the fact that I'm not in control anymore. Right. I can only control as much as I can control. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, I just have to I just have to let it go. Yeah. And that's also something I was not good at, but I think that that was so important was me learning. I can't control everything. So control the things that I can and otherwise just let it go. 
Just let it go, like like the girl in Frozen says. Let it go. <laughs> How did that sound? <laughs> Your face said it all. <laughs> um, okay, one thing, though, I do want to go back to, because I don't know if we spent enough time on this, and I think it's actually really important. I think it's something that keeps most people from doing this, mm-hmm. is the money. Like, oh, yeah. Everyone is so stressed out about... Listen. The money. The money... Money is always going to stress you out, regardless no of how much, how much money have. you have. The more money, more money, more, more problems. problems. It's so true. It will always stress you out. So know that. Yeah. But especially if you're in a city like New York, there's always ways to make money. Oh, true. You know? But okay, so let's talk about those. Yeah. What are those? Because people don't know that. So uh, when I was in college, I loved events, mm-hmm. and I minored in hospitality, just so I could be in the events class, and I learned a lot about events. And lo and behold, when I quit my job, I was like, oh, I'm a minor in hospitality. Let mm. me use that. Yeah. So I bartended for a while. Mm. Uh, I hated that. Hated that. You probably made decent money, though. I did. Um, and then that led me to, oh, cater waiting? What's that? I did that for a day. A day? <laughs> a day. And I was like, mm, absolutely. But while I was there, I was like, oh, there are people who are in charge of the cater waiters. That's, That's what, what I, I want to do. do. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do anything. Exactly. <laughs> it's literally looking at different jobs like, oh, no, no, I want that one. Right. So then I, you know, I had, you know, education yeah. that I souped up and mm. I I found out how to do that. And I was making great money doing that. And then just use, utilizing my skills in like just other different ways. Yeah. Community is huge. Yeah. Community is huge. Yeah. The, you, Telling people what you're doing right. is important because they can look out for opportunities. Yeah. I, have so, I had so many friends who looked out like, oh, hey, uh, we need someone for... Lily used to always be like, hey, we need someone for a segment or a yeah. shoot at work. And, you know? that's It's amazing. Honestly, one, one of the first things that I did when I got back from Paris is I shot all my contacts an email to be like, hey, I'm back. I'm consulting. I'm freelancing. This is what I'm doing. Let me know if you have any opportunities. Because if, right. you know, if you put it out there, it will come. It will come, yeah. But yeah, yeah. you can't be scared to, like, tell people what you're doing, though. You really do have to share because otherwise... Who's going to support? Who's going to know? Who's going to look out for you? Yeah. Who's going to support you? You're, you know? Yeah. So, like, uh, it's always worked out. Everything has some way, shape, or form has always worked out. But even when problems do arise, whether it be money problems, whether yeah. it be whatever problems... I just look at everything as like a problem on the board, on the mm-hmm. chalkboard. Yeah. Here's a problem. What are my solutions? Do I need to work more? Do I need to right. pick up another job? Do I need to do whatever? Yeah. It's always there's always a solution. I think that really it's about sometimes creating your own solution. Yeah. Not it's not always going to be handed to you. Right. And I think sometimes you really are gonna have to just be be your own it's being your own boss essentially now you're you're the ceo of a company okay so here on cocktails over coffee Mm -hmm. we truly encourage shots and by shots i mean something small that you want to pass on and it can be something that you learn something that is for actors specifically or Mm -hmm. just for anyone who is ready to take a leap of faith what shot do you want to pass on to someone um can I say bad words on here? You can. I'll have to mark it as explicit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Ooh. That's and that's happened. a real shot. He gave us a shot of tequila, I think. <laughs> straight shot. A straight shot. No, no, no chaser. chaser. 
I mean, one of my acting teachers, Anthony, he always used to say, you have to have a lot of fuck it in your system. Mm, you know, something that I actually, <laughs> this is something I had to adapt this summer while I was in Paris abroad. And it was going back to me learning that I'm not in control. I had to just say, chuck it in the fuck it bucket. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I literally had to walk around with that mentality, chuck it in the fuck it bucket, throw it right in there. And when once I chucked it in the fuck it bucket, I... Didn't go back to get it. Right. I left it there. You don't want to go in there. You, you can't go in the fucking It's nasty. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> you really, you, you throw it there and you leave it and you kind of feel like, what else can I do? And right. you just move on. Right. And I think that what also helped me is like the saying kind of made me laugh. So it made it lighthearted. Yeah. You yeah. know? I I'm stealing that. Use it. Honestly. I like that. Everything. And it's like when I start to feel myself getting stressed, I'm like, Janae. You know? Chuck it in the fucking bucket. And I think it brings you to a place of like truth in yourself when mm -hmm. you're like you know what fuck it i don't i don't i don't know so i'm just gonna be honest with you know what i mean yeah all you have is your truth in yourself it's so true and once you walk into every situation like that things happen the way they're supposed to happen thank you so much for being here michael thank you for having me you've been a great first guest and you really given us some true gems i think that people are going to be able to take and be more inspired to pursue their passion that's really what life is about, pursuing yeah. your passion yeah. and being happy. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and tune in next week for Happy Hour on Cocktails Over Coffee. Cheers! Cheers to, I'll come back on the 500th episode. 500. Cheers, we're getting to 500. 500. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Yeah. <laughs> Yay!